This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Alec Baldwin in tears. The 911 call just released. Because two people accidentally shot on a movie set by a prop gun. And how it happened. And it looks like it has gone through the paper. She was killed by a bullet. He was also hit. But Baldwin is saved today. Now he has to live with this. It's just an awful situation for everybody. Plus, raging Baldwin. You hear what I said? His history of outbursts. Then, the Brian Laundrie mystery. Do they think he committed suicide? And are Brian Laundrie's parents in legal trouble? Are they going to walk away free from all this? If they lied in any way to protect their son, they can and will be prosecuted. Plus, mystery solved. The family found dead on the hiking trail with their dog. What we can all learn from the tragedy. Then... The guy on the beach, was he flirting with the cop after calling 911? Well, I had a crush on you. <laughs> Get this, he's the mayor. Do you think during your interaction, you crossed the line? And say no to the dress? The bride who said, I don't. <laughs> what she's doing to her wedding dress. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. Was a failure to address safety concerns behind the tragic accident involving Alec Baldwin? Investigators are trying to determine why a prop gun fired by Baldwin on a movie set turned deadly. The actor ended up fatally shooting the film's cinematographer and wounding the director. He broke his silence today about the tragedy, saying his heart is broken. Les Trump reports. Alec Baldwin is speaking out today after he accidentally shot and killed a cinematographer and wounded his director on the set of his new movie. In a tweet, he said, There are no words to convey my shock and sadness regarding the tragic accident that took the life of Helena Hutchins, a wife, mother, and deeply admired colleague of ours. I'm fully cooperating with the police investigation to address how this tragedy occurred. My heart is broken. Baldwin was photographed distraught and in tears in the parking lot of the Santa Fe County Sheriff's following questioning. This is the last known video of the victim. 42-year-old cinematographer Helena Hutchins riding horseback on the set of the Western movie Baldwin was filming called Rust. A cast photo taken earlier shows Baldwin front and center flashing a thumbs up. And there's the cinematographer who was killed standing behind him. Earlier, he posed with a fake gunshot wound. Authorities just released this 911 call made from the movie set. Bonanza Creek Ranch has had two people accidentally shot on a movie set by a prop gun. 
We need help immediately. Okay. Nancy Creek Ranch. Come on. Stay on the phone with me. We're going to get some help, okay? Don't hang up, okay? Was it loaded with a real bullet? I cannot tell you that. There is disbelief when the caller is informed there is a fatality. What? What? Now the nation is asking, how could something like this happen? Today, investigators are trying to determine how in the world a prop gun, which is supposed to be loaded with blanks, killed one person and injured another. Was a bullet mistakenly placed in the prop gun? Or was it loaded with blanks? Inside Edition security consultant Steve Cardian. It could have been a, a real bullet that was inserted if there wasn't adequate supervision. Or when we see uh, blanks, they're about half the amount of gunpowder, 25 to 50 percent of the gunpowder, but they're packed with plastic, paper, or cotton, which gives the effect of the gun being fired and the right. flame. He demonstrated shooting with real bullets. You see the holes left behind in the target. Now he shoots using a blank, which can still penetrate the human body at close range. There you see the damage. It looks like tiny shrapnel. Yep, it is tiny shrapnel. Wow. And it's go it looks like it has gone through the paper. Today, the movie industry's prop union sent out this statement. The prop gun contained a live single round. The union claimed that the gun was loaded by a non-union crew member. Inside Edition spoke to the victim's husband, Matthew, who said Alec Baldwin reached out and he's been very supportive. The film's director, 48-year-old Joel Sousa, was apparently hit with a fragment. He was treated in the emergency room and is now out of the hospital. Alec's brother Stephen is asking, please pray for all involved in the wake of this tragic accident. One published report said there are concerns over Alec Baldwin's mental health, calling him fragile. My heart goes out to Alec Baldwin. Clearly was an accident. Now he has to live with this. It's just an awful situation for everybody involved. The shooting is just the latest drama for Baldwin, who throughout his career has had a lot of run-ins with reporters and photographers. In addition to his acting, he's also known for his short temper. Alec Baldwin is almost as famous for his hot temper as he is for his acting. Did you hear what I said? Come on! This was the scene outside Baldwin's New York apartment in 2013 as he goes at it with a TV reporter. I asked you a question. Do you want to apologize to him? I am not apologizing to your wife. Here he grabs a photographer. I want you to shut the up. All right, get out of here. On this day, he took a dislike to an Inside Edition cameraman. My God, how stupid are you? In 2007, during a bitter custody battle with ex-wife Kim Basinger, a shocking voicemail he left for their 11-year-old daughter, Ireland, was leaked. You are a rude, thoughtless little pig, okay? Ireland, now 25, has since reconciled with her father. She writes on Instagram, wishing I could hug my dad extra tight today. Baldwin now has six children with wife, Hilaria. Two years ago, Baldwin was arrested for allegedly punching a driver in a clash over a parking space. What is a slap or a punch? Baldwin pleaded guilty to harassment and agreed to take an anger management course. But wait, there's more. Look at this 2012 headline in the New York Daily News. Brawlwin goes berserk after a clash with another photographer. Despite this long history, Baldwin continues to have a stellar career. From drama... Always be closing. To comedy. A wealthy were once the heart of New York. 
I just don't understand this city anymore. His parodies of President Trump on Saturday Night Live became a pop culture phenomenon. Listen, sweetheart, I'm about to be president. We're all going to die. Next question. <laughs> now, after decades of make-believe, a real-life tragedy for Alec Baldwin. The L.A. Times is reporting that just six hours before the tragedy, a half a dozen camera crew workers walked off the set to protest working conditions on the movie. The paper quotes someone close to the production as saying the prop gun had recently misfired three times, adding that corners were being cut when it came to safety. The production company has not responded to this. We'll, of course, have more on the investigation when you join us next time. Now the latest on Brian Laundrie. Officials have confirmed that it was Brian Laundrie's remains in the Florida Nature Preserve, but there are many lingering questions, including how did he die? Stephen Fabian reports. Did Brian Laundrie take his own life? His parents' lawyer told GMA today that Laundrie was grieving when he left the house on September 13th, never to be seen again. Brian had been extremely upset. Um, you know, Chris and Roberta were very concerned about him. They expressed that to me that when he walked out the door that evening, uh, they wished they could have stopped him. They wished they could have, uh, you know, prevented him from going out, but he was intent on leaving. And, and Chris said to me, you know, in, in hindsight, I know I couldn't stop him. I just wish I could have. Do they think he committed suicide? You know, we've had that conversation between the, the three of us, uh, Chris, uh, Roberta and myself several times. You know, we just do not know. Um, of course, knowing his mental state when he walked out the door, it was always a concern. He refused to say if Brian told his parents what happened to Gabby Petito. That's uh, not something I can comment on right now, and uh, I'd like to just leave it at that. Well, if you can't comment on it, it means you know something about it. Reportedly, only Brian's skeletal remains were found, and some locals believe he was devoured by wild pigs. One resident was quoted as saying, they're evil animals and will eat anything. Now that we know Brian is dead, attention is switching to his parents, whose behavior throughout this saga has outraged so many people. Could they face criminal charges? Nancy Grace is hosting a special report on the case Sunday on Fox News. If they lied in any way to protect their son, if they encouraged, aided, or abetted him in wrongdoing, they can and will be prosecuted. But famed defense attorney wow. Alan Dershowitz wow. believes a prosecution is unlikely. Are they going to walk away free from all this? The mob and the pitchforks uh, don't establish justice in America. Uh, just because people want you to be guilty doesn't make you guilty. The criminal justice system is not designed to placate the public. Today, the nature preserve where Brian's body was found was reopened to the public. You probably remember that unexpected drama at The View last month when two hosts tested positive for COVID just moments before Vice President Kamala Harris was to appear on set for an interview. Well, now the show's nurse, who'd been celebrated on the program as a healthcare hero, has been reassigned. There is fallout at The View today over that COVID testing fiasco. I need uh, the two of you to step off for a second. Last month, co-hosts Sonny Hostin and Anna Navarro were asked to leave the set moments before Vice President Kamala Harris was scheduled to appear. It later turned out their COVID tests were false positives. 
The Veep was reportedly furious over the debacle, and now the show has taken action, ditching their resident nurse. Nurse Wendy, thank you so much. Last May on National Nurses Day, the hosts hailed nurse Wendy Livingston as a hero, calling her their Florence Nightingale. I don't think we could have gotten through this without her. She's been an enormous asset. They even gave her a new bike as a thank you gift. We love you, Wendy. Thank you. I love you guys, too. Now, those feelings have reportedly soured. According to the Daily Beast, she had to take the fall for the testing disaster. But the show tells Inside Edition that Nurse Wendy is still on the payroll. Wendy has not been fired. She remains a part of the health and safety team. Meanwhile, a big day for boosters. Those who are eligible can roll up their sleeves and get the Moderna or Johnson & Johnson booster shot as soon as this morning. The decision means there is a booster policy in place for all three vaccines. 100 million Americans are now eligible for boosters, and the CDC director says it's okay to mix and match. If you go into a pharmacy and um, they don't have the vaccine that you originally got, it really is fine to get a different, a different vaccine. Now that all three vaccines have been approved for booster shots, the director of the CDC said today that in the future they may have to update the definition of what it means to be fully vaccinated. He's the guy who said he once had a crush on a gal. Only that guy is now the mayor and the woman is on the police force in his town. Not everyone thinks he should have said what he did. Here's Emma Cagliano. This shirtless mayor is facing backlash today for what he said to a female police officer. Well, I had a crush on you. you see, I, she's, the, she's the best looking police officer we ever had. He's the mayor of Surfside, Florida, and he became a national figure last June after that devastating building collapse that killed 98 people. Charles Burkett was jogging on the beach when he called police to complain about loud music. There's somebody here at 96 and the beach, and they're blasting this horrific music, and it's disturbing people. Can you send someone up to 96 from the beach, please? A few minutes later, he called again. And nobody's here. I'm not thrilled with the response time. If you had been an emergency, we'd be in trouble. Growing impatient, Burkett dialed the department for a third time. You can cancel that call now. I'm not going to wait anymore. Fifteen minutes after the initial call, two uniformed officers finally got there. What's the uh, issue? What happened? Uh, I'm dead already. The knife is in my neck. Okay, I'm glad, I'm glad it's not that. That's when Mayor Burkett got sort of chummy with the female officer, Marianne Howard. Well, I had a crush on you. you see, I, <laughs> she's, the, the, she's the best looking police officer we've ever had. Oh, so. Thank you. Yeah. Now some local citizens are calling out the mayor with one unnamed official even claiming it was sexual harassment. I spoke with him today. Do you think during your interaction with Officer Marianne Howard you crossed the line? Not at all. You know, it's interesting because uh, I know both of those officers for over 15 years. But, Mayor, you said she was the best-looking police officer we've ever had. Isn't that sexual harassment? Not at all. I, I don't accept that. And I think it's very important to, to recognize that the conflation of a conversation with old friends and sexual harassment, something that's so serious, and so debilitating to so many people is a dangerous thing. Well, I had a crush on you. Meantime, the court-appointed mediator trying to reach an agreement on how to compensate owners of the Surfside condo that collapsed told the judge this week that the parties remain so far apart it may be impossible to reach a settlement. 
next. Mystery solved. The family found dead on the hiking trail with their dog. What we can all learn from the tragedy. And say no to the dress. The bride who said, I don't. What she's doing to her wedding dress. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this, all of My Mochi's fabulous flavors like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings or the midnight munchies. Yeah, you know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now... New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Two months after a young family was found dead along a California hiking trail, officials now know what killed them. Initially, it was believed they died of toxic algae poisoning from drinking tainted water. Now we know it wasn't that at all. How did this young family and their dog die while hiking? Their bodies were found on a trail near Yosemite National Park in California. The mystery has now been solved. The cause of death has been determined as hyperthermia and probable dehydration. On August 17th, search and rescue teams found the bodies of Jonathan Garish, Ellen Chung, and their one-year-old daughter, Miju, along with the family dog. Two days earlier, the family had set out on an eight-mile loop. Due to the intense heat, they only made it to the six-mile mark before they apparently passed out. The sheriff said they started out in perfect weather, but the temperature rapidly rose as they went deeper into their hike. The approximate temperature in that area was 74 to 76 degrees, 92 to 99 degrees, 99 to 103 degrees. The temperatures along this section of the trail were between 107 and 109 degrees. Reza Alabakshi is an instructor at the California Survival School. He says the family did not carry enough clean water. They apparently started the hike with only an 84-ounce bladder of water called a camelback. He says they needed at least three camelbacks for a safe journey. You want to tank up on water. You want to drink a lot of water before you even get outside. So you want to be extra hydrated. Initially, a toxic algae bloom was thought to be the culprit, but investigators have now ruled that out. 
We do not have any evidence indicating that Jonathan, Ellen, or Mijo ingested any of that water. A tragic family mystery now solved. The family was just a mile and a half from their car when they collapsed. Still to come, say no to the dress. The bride who said, I don't. What she's doing to her wedding dress. Most brides-to-be take photos in their wedding gown to remember their big day, but this bride also took pictures to celebrate not getting married. This woman is wearing a beautiful wedding gown, looking thrilled as she poses for photos. But 27-year-old Meredith Mata is not commemorating her new marriage. Instead, she's celebrating the end of her relationship with the guy she was supposed to marry. I got 99 problems, but a husband ain't one, reads this photo. It was awesome. I felt empowered and I felt like I had a little bit of a release. Meredith and her ex had been dating for four years. They even bought a house together and, of course, a wedding dress. Then they broke up every bride-to-be's worst nightmare. I took something that was really heartbreaking and just tried to make something beautiful out of it. So after taking these glamorous shots, she slipped into a form-fitting black ensemble and opened fire, shooting paintballs at the wedding dress, marking the end of that chapter in her life. Talk about saying no to the dress. And still ahead, the fastest turtle in the West. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Finally today, we know what she doesn't want for a pet. It's a little girl's encounter with a turtle. I want to hold it. But when he moves towards her, a freakout ensues. <laughs> He's out of there. Have you ever seen a turtle move so fast? Bye-bye, turtle, and bye-bye, people. That's Inside Edition for today. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. If you like Inside Edition, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey.